It is Easter week and I'm so excited. Um, sun, yesterday was Sunday, which is Palm Sunday. And um, this week coming, we have Good Friday and then finally Easter Sunday. So I thought, let's talk about uh, the gift of salvation, right? I know it's a little cliche because of what week it is and maybe I should have already, you know, spoke about this and offer this or had a topic about this but I want to talk about what a great gift it is to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Stay tuned. Hi my name is Janae and you're tuned in to God's Goals where we focus on recentering our life around Christ. Hashtag God's Goals. So Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that uh, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Simple, right? I mean, I think the first step is the choice, right? The choice to believe, believe that Jesus is Lord, period, over everything, over anything that he's Lord and confess it with your mouth and say it, say it out loud. You know how something is not real until you say it, until you got to say it or you don't want to say it because you know if you say it, it makes it real. Hey, same thing applies, you know, confess it, uh, believe in your heart. Because God is a heart guy, right? He he reads, he looks at our hearts, you know, so he's a heart guy. He knows when it's real and when it's not. So, and um, so believing in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. Because, you know, for us, that's like a foreign concept, raising someone from the dead. You know, in the world, it's different, right? But spiritually, we believe that happened um, to Christ. And that's with this whole just week and um, Easter and everything is about, right? Okay, so with that, with what Jesus, um, the sacrifice he made and he did, because we know that really, Jesus really didn't have to die, right? He didn't. Everything he did was for us. Everything he did was uh, a symbol, uh, an example um, out of love for us. So we know he really didn't have to do it because he's God, right? He's, he's, he's God in flesh, right? So he had all power. So we know that he did it as a sacrifice for us, as for as love. You know, he did it for love. Uh, what's that song say? That's love. He did it for love, right? So then you look at Romans 8 and 39, it says, nor height, nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that love is strong, y'all. Not height, nor depth, nor any other thing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in uh, Christ Jesus. Okay? So the gift of Christ is totally free. You can't earn it. You can't think you're going to be good and, 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 and that makes me saved by God. That ain't how it works. It is a free gift. It is 
a gift of faith. Let's look at Ephesians. It says, Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So that means you ain't do it. <laughs> you ain't doing it. You ain't saved yourself. You can't save yourself. It is by grace, and you save through faith, okay? And it is a gift from God, because so, God sent his only begotten son, right? So that was a gift. That was a gift from God. Jesus was a gift to us because you know we was going we was going to hell. We were going to hell because we could not get it together. We could not get it together and God sent us a savior. A savior and that is Jesus Christ. So we know what it takes to be saved, right? So let's just reiterate just in case I was talking too much and you didn't catch it. What does it take to be saved? It says, Romans 10 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, well there it is. Not too bad, right? So here's my, here's my, my opinion my opinion on what the next steps should be once you've accepted Christ in your life. Once you've accepted this gift and you're starting to get on this spiritual journey um, of change and, and, and growth and, and discovery, um, I feel like there are some things that, you know, that, that we have to do that we should do to continue to grow. So grow in Christ. So let's, let's look at my first thing is, um, Finding a church, right? Psalms 133, uh, verse chapter 133, verse 1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. So for me, I say, join a church, right? And not just any church. Look, to quote uh, Pastor Joel, join a Bible-based church, right? Because we want a church that is going to the Word of God, that's not saying, I feel it, I feel it. No, no, no. I need you to have it be going to that Word to give me some, you know, some advice, clarity, encouragement that has to come based on the Word, not from you. So first thing is to join a Bible-based church, because like we saw in Psalms 133, um, Verse one, it said, behold, uh, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity, right? Because we all know that we're meant, for, we're meant to help each other. We're there. We're supposed to be here for each other. Um, many parts of one body in Christ, okay? And so the second thing I would suggest is if when you do join a church that uh, you get involved in your church, you join a ministry. Okay, 1 Peter 4 and 10 says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So, we have gifts that we should use to serve one another, serve others, just not ourselves, right? So, join a ministry, get involved in your church, you know, serve others, use your gift that God is giving you to serve others. And so then I know the question would probably be like, okay, well then how do I know, you know, which ministry to join? How do I know, you know, my gift? That'll br that brings me to my next uh, point, my next suggestion, 
which is prayer. Prayer is so essential in this Christian journey. Prayer is the way we communicate uh, with God. It builds our connection with Him. And um, when we come to God, we want to come in spirit and truth. Now, yes, I know that scripture is out of that little quote I just did is out of context. And it really refers to worship. But whenever you're praying to God, you want to come totally real, right? It's, it, it's really applicable in any scenario when you're talking about dealing with God. Because when you come to God, he already know everything. So it's no point in trying to, you know, fake it for, hey, hey God, how you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't even. Go in there as real as you can get. I'm talking about ugly cry real because he reads the heart. He knows it. And that's the perfect person to confide in. That's the perfect person to get totally real with. That's the perfect person to get totally honest with. So when you go into prayer, make sure you're going in there. Truth, humbled up, everything stripped down. You're ready to listen, to hear, and then also just talk to him and speak to him. Um, also, use that time to get the guidance from him and that, that again that comes from the listening so let's look at uh, Thessalonians 5 and 17 it says pray without ceasing right um, and there's a song and and, I, and that's important too right because there's a song that says I need thee oh I need thee every hour I need thee uh, we need God every hour every second uh, we need his strength we need his courage we need his guidance and especially when you're trying to live a life for him, the enemy will, um, the enemy will try to throw constant distractions, discouragement, tell you what you can't do, uh, you, you're not good enough, and you know, place that fear in you and that discouragement in you, especially when you're trying to move towards whatever God is leading you to, making a change in your life. So that's why praying is so important because it keeps us connected to God. So God, when you go in prayer, God can say. That's not what I told you. That's not what I believe. You are not that. You are this. And you can fall to your knees and tell God and confess what you feel that you're not worthy of this. Or you do this or that. You, that is your time to connect and talk to God. And it's necessary. It's also your time to know what to do, where to go, how to do it. Um, and hear what God is telling you in your life. We see again in Matthew 26, 41, it says, keep, uh, Jesus is telling his disciples, keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So even then right here, right when uh, Jesus is praying right before they're about to capture him and we go through the whole crucifixion and all that, his disciples are with him and he's telling them, look y'all, y'all keep praying, y'all get up, keep watch pray and so he's telling them to pray and he says that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak most of the time when especially when we've you know given our life to christ we want to do right right but that flesh gets the best of us sometimes and so prayer and being near god helps us to be a little stronger spiritually you know and remain focused on god when we focus on god it helps our spirit so so that's, I would definitely say, pray. Pray about everything. Don't stop praying when you're feeling weak, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling anything. Continue to pray. It, you know, it doesn't have to be long and drawn out. It doesn't have to be this big hoopla. It could be talking to God, telling Him what you need, telling Him how you feel, and then listening to what He is trying to tell you in response, okay? And so the last thing 
um, that I would suggest to add to your Christian journey after we've accepted Christ is to get into the word. Read that Bible. It is so important. People neglect reading the word, you know, and if you don't read it for yourself, then you're getting it only from someone else, right? And you're not getting it for yourself. And it's important to get it and read it for yourself, for yourself, <laughs> for yourself. Read that Bible, read that word, okay? Because it is so important. Let's see, Psalms 119, uh, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Uh, God's word is a guidance in, um, in our life. It leads us, it teaches us, it corrects us. It's a, it's, ne it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Okay, let's go here to Matthew 4 and 4. It says, but he answered and said, and this is a scripture where we have God, uh, Jesus has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights he's in the wilderness and the devil is there trying to tempt him and he tells him he answers uh, but he answered and said it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God okay and so what is the word that's coming from the mouth of God right what word proceeds what is that how do we know what's the mouth of God so let's look at 2nd Timothy 3 16 and it says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right now that's the NLT version and I've been reading most of the scriptures I've been reading today come from the NASB version and that just means the National American Standard Bible that's what NASB means and the NLT version means the uh, New Living Translation. Just for anyone that wants to look it up and kind of look at the different versions. But anyway, so back to our Second uh, Timothy where it says all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So if we're not reading the word, how we know what to do? You know, how do we know how to live? We, well, our pastors are, you know, they are our leaders, but how do we know for ourselves uh, what to do if we're not reading the Word of God? It is important and vital that we definitely read our Word, study the Bible, understand it, let it settle in our spirit. It is inspired by God, and it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives, and it corrects us, and it teaches us. So it is such a necessary, a necessary part of our Christian journey. So let's go over our points. We have join a church, get in a ministry, right? We have pray, we have read our word, all those. I mean, it's so much more and so much deeper. Well, it's really, it actually, it's really not that much deeper because all these things, are, it's, it's fostering that relationship with you want with God. When we're reading, when we're praying, when we're in our ministry, when we're serving others, when we're active in our church and going to get the word and dwelling with our brother, it's all part of us jumping and throwing ourselves into a new life, a new lifestyle, one that is trying to drive us and push us closer to God, to Christ. So the gift is free. The gift can't be earned. The gift is life-changing. I guarantee you it will change your life. The gift is 
it is indescribable. Jesus having him in your life, having Jesus in your life is, I can't imagine life without him. I can't imagine life without that option, without being able to go to God and Jesus making that sacrifice for my behalf. I can't imagine. I can't get through a day without him. So I want others to have him in their life because I can't even imagine getting the days. I have good days and bad days. And on those bad days, the only thing that keeps me strong is God, prayer and my word and going to him, going to him in my weakness and saying, God, you know, this is where I am. I need you, I need your help. And having that spirit with me uh, to strengthen me. So I am offering Christ to you. I am offering the gift to you. And I promise you, you will never be the same. You will never be the same. Come to God humble, confessing your sins, letting them know that you messed up and that you want to change your life, that you want to accept him in your life and that you want to live the life that he wants for you. And he will hear you. He will hear you. And I don't want to make it like it's like a bippity boop boop. But I want you to understand that inviting him and seeking him, that makes the difference. That makes the difference. Some people are like, oh, what? I went up to the altar and I, don't, I ain't no change. I don't see no change. Well, you know what? It's a it's a constant everyday effort, just like with anything. Um, um, when you're trying to quit something or when you're trying to change something, you make that effort, right? So it's not just a magical thing where it's like, okay, well, I want to lose weight or I want to uh, be healthy. I know I'm always talking about losing weight and healthy. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh who am I speaking to? Anyway, myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's just um, everything is... Um, you know, it's progressive, right? You you have to actually put in the work and put in the effort and show for it. It's just like a relationship, right? You don't just say, hey, I want that relationship. You work for it. You know, you 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 pursue the person. You you give them your time. You you do things for them. You spend time with them. It's just so it's the same. Um, but the difference between this relationship, like I said, it is life changing, not just life changing. It's past life. It's eternal. It is an eternal change. So not ordained, but I am simply offering you a gift that that I have and I was given and that has blessed my life and gotten me through. And I want to offer you that is Christ. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope I didn't ramble too much. Thank you guys so much for joining me again today. Um, remember in Jesus, there's strength. In Jesus, there's peace. In Jesus, there's love. There's happiness. There's forgiveness. There is no sin that is too great that God cannot forgive. That Jesus, Jesus laid down his life for every sin, for every transgression, for anything that you could have thought of that, or have done. So don't ever feel like you can't come to God. You can always come to God. You can always come to God because Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for us to come to him. So um, again, thank you guys so much uh, for listening to God's Gold Podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye. God's Goals. Recentering our focus on Christ.